Welcome! It's time for the Nerdist Podcast number 329. Maybe you're listening to this podcast right now, and your girlfriend is next to you, uh, derisively <laughs> mouthing your words. <laughs> no? No, oh, she's doing the zip the lip thing. Not gonna talk? No, because... You're doing it! No, you should No, you're talking. I've had so many people come up to me and be like, I don't care what other people say, I like you on the intros. I don't know what that means, but I, I, I'm just not going to talk anymore. Oh my god, it's the old... Don't, I don't care. Everyone says you're a piece of shit, but I think you're pretty great. I don't, I, I don't know where these are coming from. I don't know. Sweetie, it's not... Maybe two people. I don't... Well, I don't know. Anyway, it don't matter. Well, I, I like you on the intros. Hey, hey, I like you. my house, my rules. <laughs> my house, my rules. Uh, I love you on the intros. Mm. Well, two people don't, so that overrules one person. <laughs> no, you know it's it's when you're like an insecure performer, two people can overrule like a thousand yeah, people no, I know. if the thousand people said really nice things. I know how it works. Good. This is a really nice moment. Yeah. What would you do if I sang out of Are tune? Are you allowed to do that on here? I just fucking did it. My house, my rules. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be doing stand-up around the country as soon as uh, Talking Dead uh, wraps. And uh, so March 30th, Doctor Who premieres on BBC America. And then the Nerdist TV show is on 10 o'clock that night. Then Sunday the 31st is the season finale of Walking Dead and Talking Dead. And then I go on the road. I'm going to New York, to Caroline's in April, and then going to Madison, Wisconsin, and Denver, and Portland, and Baltimore, and D.C. Uh, go to Nerdist.com slash calendar for ticket links to all those. I'd like to thank, as a sponsor to this episode of Nerdist Podcast, Audible. Uh, Audible.com. If you've listened to an audiobook you probably got it from Audible. Uh, and you can go to audible.com slash Nerdist to get a free audiobook download right now. 100,000 titles to choose from. Every genre. Every genre. Audible's got it covered. I don't know why I said that twice. I don't know why I said that twice. No, I don't. Stop mouthing the words. <laughs> There's a new book that came out that's being uh, republished. All the Rave, The Rise and Fall of Sean Fanning's Napster. It's a really kind of an inside account of the file sharing revolution uh, and its effect on the music industry. And it was, uh, it's the 10th anniversary release. It was out of print. Now you can get it as an audiobook uh, with a special interview with the author, Joseph Men. So maybe check that out as a free audiobook download by going to audible.com slash Nerdist. Thank you so much to Audible for sponsoring this episode of the podcast, which is Rich Moore. I was so excited to meet Rich Moore when I moderated the Disney panel at Comic-Con last year in San Diego because, you know, Rich was a Simpsons guy and then uh, directed Wreck-It Ralph, and I was so excited that Wreck-It Ralph turned out to be the movie that I hoped it would be, and uh, Rich is a really sweet, super funny guy, really cool, so there's a lot of great first couple of seasons of Simpsons stories on here in addition to some good Wreck-It Ralph stuff, and then just general, general horsing around with words not in a physical sense we don't do we're not that way you've heard this podcast <laughs> why are you smiling at me over there Clodard? what is it well i don't care what other people say i think you're pretty cute oh it's that sucks 
you totally have a crush on me. I mean, oh, I don't know. really? Yeah. All right, I'm gonna turn this off and then. Uh, what? What are you gonna do? I'm gonna wreck it. <laughs> What? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry for laughing at my own stupid joke. <laughs> speaking, speaking of Wreck-It Ralph, <laughs> I to point out that the uh, Wreck-It Ralph Blu-ray Blu comes out uh, March 5th, and I'm on the I'm on it. If you pause it. My mug pops up, so if you hate my guts, don't Are you pause really Wreck-It Ralph. Doing this right now? <laughs> what? What? Are you really promoting the Wreck-It Ralph? <laughs> <laughs> yes. People should watch it. Why? Why wouldn't I? I'm just saying I'm gonna wreck it. <laughs> That's what Ralph says. All right, fine. I'll leave you to it then. All right, Rich Moore, Nerds Podcast. Hashtag. I'm gonna wreck it. Are so stupid. <laughs> what are you, the internet? <laughs>to see you man i i love uh let's just talk first of all about how the i saw the wreck it ralph preview at e3 last year yes and instantly it was like oh fuck get out of my brain because it was like <laughs> that was i mean everything that i would ever want in a movie and then i got to moderate your panel at comic-con that was so fun and that was, was great further excited by the footage that i saw just and mentioned two places where i was too busy to see any of those things i'm I was so working sorry so hard. Wait, <laughs> have something. you heard of e3 and comic oh i was all <laughs> over that shit had i not been able to moderate that panel i never would have gotten into hall h because it's really hard to get in there there's like a year waiting list I think. <laughs> and then people I camping know. camping mm -hmm. and not a few people like a lot of people camping overnight lots a yeah, I had people. the. I was in that hotel that overlooked Hall H, whatever the hell that is, the Bayside. What is that? Yeah, I think it is the Hilton Bay yeah. front, the Hilton yeah, yeah, Bay yeah. front. Yeah, I was yeah, like on gorgeous. the. Yeah, I was on like the 14th floor, and I would get up from because my call would be like 8 a.m. and I'd get up and I'd look outside, and, and the line were. would be going to that little island. Yep. Today's and geek so and sad. today's nerd. You know, you got to work at it. What about tomorrow's nerd? Let's get on that. Tomorrow's nerd. I don't. I can't even. Google glasses, everybody. Oh, that's gonna be. So <laughs> Yay! Cool. Another thing that's to carry gonna around. Be so cool. It'll that's be great. Gonna It'll be, be awesome. Can I look at you and then Wreck-It Ralph starts playing? Is that how Google that's, glasses I'm work? Hoping, <laughs> you know, it kind I, of recognizes things and little. I have a theory. I have a theory that what what you can start doing is a hacking the Google glasses. That's a good and idea. And then just start throwing like chat roulette, surprise, spontaneous dicks in people's field of vision, <laughs> where they're just walking and like talking to their grandma. Oh, oh my God! Then you're gonna watch. Grandma, you have a penis. Yes, you know. Longer, honey, you know that you no longer have to imagine someone else when you're having sex with your girlfriend, right? Yeah, exactly. That's how it works. Yeah, that's. I'm sure that I'm wearing glasses during sex. And so I can see the idea. It's that a handicap. Myopic. <laughs> the, 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 I think. I think the fun new thing will be 
reaction videos of people getting horrible images thrown into their Google glasses. I like that. And oh. just like seeing them go, jeez, and then like having to whip off the... we got to start working on I'm it. into it. I'm into Guys, it. Guys, we're, we're millions of dollars we're sitting on right now. Like that we're not, probably dozens you know of dollars. I, <laughs> I had a million dollar idea in Japan. When we were there promoting the movie. What about the million dollar idea called Wreck-It Ralph? No, 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 no. This is bigger, guys. Okay, This okay. is bigger. Um, everyone there, uh, if they're sick or they don't want to get sick, they walk around with those surgical masks. Uh, yes. On. Yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah. Like, You know, but they're all just white surgical masks. You know, there's, it looks, it's like grandma's surgical mask. Right, you who know? wants like, that? Where's... Where's the designer surgical mask for the person who's sick? Where's the one that where's the one that has the weeping angel where's the teeth one on it? Like Bane, you know? Yes. It's like where's that? I was know? thinking like, I was thinking <laughs> Louis Vuitton or Gucci, but we could do that. <laughs> yeah. Ohio Gazimus oh, Batman. Near me. Ohio Gazimus Batman son. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to get whatever son. you are. <laughs> I'm glad everyone has a Bane. That makes me I happy. Oh, mine's horrible. No, yeah, everyone's it's, it's become the new Michael Caine. I it think. kind of is. And they rhyme. Bane. Michael Bane and Caine. Well, I mean, and they're both yeah. in the same movie. So Michael Bane. Well, Good I... night, you sons of. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to sit around Michael here Bane. and watch yeah. another Wayne die. <laughs> <laughs> Blame it on Rio. I don't understand <laughs> what, what you're saying. He was I'm in. Michael Caine. Your name's Bane. I got to go. Uh, He's freestyling right yeah. It is. You should abstain. It rhymes. I'm, yeah. I'm good with it. That's pretty good. Let's just make a haiku. Um, fucking, so, I, I loved, so I loved Wreck It Ralph masks. so much. Oh yeah, we're back on that. Masks. Did you? Someone's gonna do it. Someone's gonna do it. Guys, Someone's gonna do it. Wait, you're just, I've, you're just giving your idea away right now. No, I'm pleading to whoever makes surgical masks out there to get, get a hold of. Them. Hey, they seem like a fun group. Yeah. The <laughs> the manufacturers of surgical. The greatest masks. thing with surgical masks I ever saw was when Peter Sarsgaard hosted SNL. And he did the commercial for the Peter Sarsgaard Sarsgaard, which was, which was a Peter Sarsgaard endorsed surgical mask. So I would put that up there with John Ham's John Ham. Yeah, yeah Ham and Ham and Bubbly. Yeah, with the Ham and Bubbly. Oh, that's really Anyways, fucking funny. We love puns, guys. We have fun here. You, Rich, you've worked. On How hard do you have to fight to get Beard Papa in the movie? You know what? It wasn't that hard. I it was so we excited went to the when beard I saw Papa it. people and they said, "Yes. <laughs> absolutely. You want to use Beard Papa in a Disney film? How much do we have to pay you?" It's fantastic. How do you want cream puffs? I had just <laughs> I, I I mean I think it had I think it was maybe a week before I saw the tr- pre- the, tr- the first trailer for the teaser for Wreck-It Ralph where I was talking to someone about um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yes. Which holds up. The movie totally holds up. Yeah. And I was saying, and the shitty thing is, that will never happen again because <laughs> no one will ever allow all of their IP to be crunched up never. under one umbrella. And then a week later, I was like, oh, my God, of course, video games, of course. Why? Oh, my God, of course. It was such a, it was such a lovely. Never. Yeah, you know, you're right. Never, 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 never. Yeah, it was such a lovely, such a lovely moment. And uh and uh, I, 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 and I got to be on the DVD, on the Blu-ray. That's right. When you pause the Blu-ray for too long, your punishment is that I come on and start yelling at you. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? No, well, I wanted to put that in the feature. I wanted that in the cinemas. Yeah, and they I wouldn't want. let it. To... So what you're telling me? So when you pa- should... when you pause the movie in the theater, in the theater, just no. At various times during the movie, I wanted you to walk out and just start yelling at the audience. That's a great idea. Yeah, you what know, you're telling me is I should buy the DVD. 
Not the blue. The blue. Ring. You should buy the. Oh. No, I, Wait, <laughs> I get your joke. I don't need you yelling. I at me. get your joke. I don't need you yelling at me at home too. I'm not yelling that. <laughs> you shut your fucking mouth. There's guests here. Um, I, I, it's it's me coming out Why and basically <laughs> stop crying. Why are you crying? That's the funniest thing. Would you see people like? Would you see parents with kids at amusement parks? They're like, "Why are you crying?" And they're shaking them. Well, you're because you're shaking your child. I get that it's not fun to stand in line. I just step in, play uh, mediator. But I get to. Uh, but basically, I come on and I. I point out a lot of the references, like all of the video game references in the movie, which was such an honor for me that I got to, to You're do kinda that. You're kind of like that masked magician guy that shows how all the, all the tricks <laughs> Oh, are my done. God. Right, if you know. Mitch Pelegi narrated your coming on the screen, I would be into it. He's who narrated the magician the, show. Yeah. Mitch Pelegi of X-Files. Yeah. Fame. All right. Skinner himself. Yeah. Whatever happened to him? I, guess, I think he's living comfortably in a yeah. theater group somewhere. Maybe. That's just my guess. <laughs> Maybe we should have him on and find out what I he's up to. Mitch, if you're out there, or if anybody and knows if Mitch Pelegi. you manufacture Pelegi. surgical masks. <laughs> yes, Bob. You know, no, that'd no. be great. Actually, you know, he's, uh, he's he, start, he started masks. a company called Mitch Peleggings, where he just makes decorative. <laughs> oh, my God, and they're all his face. <laughs> they're all his face. <laughs> his, <laughs> the kids love. Bully Mulder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's on. Is it the, like the one the one that all have skulls on it for skull there and the other a, ones are uh, all moldy. moldy. Yeah. There was a there was an X Files uh, video game for the uh, PC that I used to play all the time, which was it used real video footage and you could manipulate sort of like you know decide to like pick up something or whatever, and you could always or you would be called into Skinner's office and yeah. there'd be a video of Skinner playing and you could just take your gun out and shoot Skinner in the <laughs> in the face if you wanted to. You know they wouldn't animate that that wouldn't be shown on the video or whatever. But then the next cut scene, but the next that. cut scene is always him going I need your badge and your gun <laughs> oh so yeah he's got to yeah. basically no, he's totally fine but he doesn't have to yeah he has to take away your badge and your gun you're not supposed to shoot Skinner shoot you shouldn't shoot Skinner in the face um how much you're of just supposed to not believe <laughs> I just want to believe <laughs> well the truth is out there you guys uh-huh the truth is out there, out there. <laughs> did you were, were you a sci-fi are you a sci-fi guy at all oh yeah um Back when it when it wasn't uh, in fashion or cool you know, or good or, or yeah you know for we did have good sci-fi just not all oh, of it did, was great no 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 I mean when when it wasn't good to be that kind of fan yeah. you know for for the younger geeks and nerds uh, there was a day when when troglodytes ruled this planet <laughs> and, and if you and if you wore a shirt like this you know oh yeah uh, <laughs> you would get uh, beat up. Sure. Know, and, and dragged by a truck, you know. Well, that's a little harsh, but... Well, you didn't come from Oxnard, <laughs> California, my friend. Um, so you didn't really talk about uh, a love for... my. I started with um, with Lost in Space, mm -hmm. I think, when I was about reruns of Lost in Space. <laughs> and then that was my gateway sci-fi TV I show. I loved the theme song to oh, that. Oh, yeah. Ridiculous bucket of boats. Who the pain? Who the pain? The great Jonathan Harris. And from there it went to Star Trek, the original Star Trek. Right. Of course. Of course. Of course. And then Who the Fringi? Who the Fringi? No, the Fringi were not introduced until Mission at Farpoint and Star Trek Next Generation, nineteen eighty six. All right, and then Star Wars, you know, and then oh the Force, <laughs> yeah, oh the Force. <laughs> You're just putting and Jonathan Harris became, and everything. Yeah, you know, Jonathan Harris was in Star Wars. I, <laughs> that's 
that would have been, been so amazing. Size. Oh, he would have been a great C-3PO. I think he would have been a great... Yes, yes he would have been a perfect C-3PO. Oh, that's really great. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. How rude. <laughs> or he'd be like, a, he would have been a good emperor, too. Yeah. But... <laughs> oh, you want this. <laughs> oh, the pain. I can feel your hate surging. <laughs> surging. <laughs> Do we see the emperor in the... You in see Star him Wars? in uh, you see yeah. him in uh, like holograph yeah, no, like yeah, in yeah, like in a hologram yeah, like the holographic and his, his yeah, he but he's not like monkey eyes he's not he's 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 not this this no. guy just yeah, yet yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and he also just, he's he sounded like he just had a stroke or something because good yeah he would be a great asset and also Darth <laughs> Vader Darth Vader in the original Star Wars is kind of a psycho like he doesn't really yeah. kind of get. Cool and calm and no, collected until the next movie. Kind of. Oh, you mean that like, guy that uh, murders everybody yeah. is kind of a psycho? I mean, but but he's he's aggressive. Like he's he's in the in the follow up movies. He's not like I want to you know. Like yeah. he's kind of aggressive in the first movies. Well, he whereas he's more fast a lot. Yeah. Well, like, I think once he realizes his son and daughter. And yeah, but once his son and daughter are out there, he's gonna yeah. calm down. If he wants custody of them again, he's probably gonna. Calm down a little bit. <laughs> he gets custody. The, the worst deadbeat dad in the universe. <laughs> yeah. Where were you? <laughs> I murdered younglings. <laughs> you couldn't go in the backyard and force throw the ball around with me? <laughs> you don't know what it's like to be me. <laughs> How do you think you get that food you're eating, that blue gruel? <laughs> it's the, it's the, the gross, like, blue-looking milk, milk that he's drinking. Yeah. That's and why then, I always thought they had a problem with him at, at Moss Eisley. It's because he ordered milk at the bar. Can I have some blue milk? <laughs> I don't like your kind around here. <laughs> I don't like you either. And what, and what are droids going to do in a bar that's so you know, bad that they can't, jeez, just get them out of here. But they're probably just get really. Robots? It really wasn't that they were robots. It was just that he was really effeminate. Uh, it's brutal. Moss Eisley. We're just, uh, we poked a lot of holes in this today. Yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't stand up. You hear that? You hear up. that, Disney? <laughs> you, you just wasted yeah. $4 billion. Just dollars. turkey. <laughs> I gotta oh, say, wait, we, just, we just watched episode four again the other, like, not that long ago, a few months ago. Yeah. And it fucking, it's so gorgeous. Like, those shots of Tatooine with the suns and the, oh, fuck. Still. That's the one, yeah, that's the one that just absolutely... It just got its hooks in me, and I, for years, just kind of, you know. Have you been to the ranch? Have you seen the... Yes. Oh, did they take you into the archives with all of the... Um, no, we didn't go in the archives. We did our sound mix up there with, with Gary Rydstrom, and I met Ben Burt up there, and who did all the sound for, for the Star Star Trek, for the Star Wars movies. And um, it's it's like holy ground or something. It's just so weird. You're walking around, and... You go into the big main house and there's a bureau and there's like no one around. You know, you yeah. just kind of walk around and in this bureau, oh, there's Indiana Jones's hat. You know, <laughs> and, and that's the idol. And here's one of the original Snowspeeder models and Darth Vader's lightsaber. And it's weird and it's just kind of sitting there, you know, and there's like no one around. But you know, if you touch it, you know, that there's going to be 50 They all come out of the now. walls. Yeah. So. Or there's there's some little there's some little security uh, droid that comes out and uh, but man it's gorgeous and just kind of wow this, so this is where they did all the matte paintings that in in the in this one building where they have like 
everything, you know, like original droids, like Ark of the Covenant, yeah. and original concept pieces for Jabba and Howard yeah. the Duck. Anna Carbonite. No, there was Howard the Duck was not <laughs> yeah. there. Willow. <laughs> Matt Mardigan. Matt yeah. Mardigan. Yeah. Matt Mardigan. <laughs> um, they, uh, uh, they also have... This line, like you would see in a hardware store, of shower doors just slid into these slots. Yeah. Oh. Because the shower doors were the aspect ratio, so right. they used them for matte painting. So they just bought fucking shower doors. Right. And, and painted then on that. Painted. And so then, you know, they slide them out and show you, and it's a shower door, but it's like, oh, that's the scene when they're in the hangar. And right. then all of the stormtroopers. And... And Holy it shit. fucking looks, and then like the Millennium Falcon. And when you look at it, it's a gorgeous painting, but it looks flat. And when you take a picture of it, it has all. It that just dimension. boom, like yep. it, it just it, it looks like it's a real oh, thing. Amazing, the, I love those old paintings. Um, Shower Disney, doors. Yeah, Disney has a, an archives that um, when when I started at the studio, they like to take all the new hires over to kind of oh, we're gonna check out the archives, show you where we keep all the. Oh my god! Thank you, thank you for inviting us. We would love yeah, to go you with guys you sometimes. Come over yeah, sometimes. thanks. Right and after, so I'm pretty free. I right yeah, after no, this. I mean, like right, we could go. So you go in and they're like, okay, well, we have a lot of old, you know, the old drawings and, and background paintings and stuff. And they're like, we're, we'd like to start by showing you this. And they pull out an animation folder and with animation paper in there. And they're like, they don't touch it. They're using like these little sticks to yeah, kind of, yeah. you know, go through the pages. And it's the original rough animation from Steamboat Willie. Jesus Christ. You know, it's like, oh, oh my God, you know, this... I'm looking at the drawings, you know, the from Hachu disintegrate, yeah, and, just, and that's and it feels like what what is this worth, you know? What what if I vomited on? There's this no, right now? There's yeah, no, I don't even know if there's a price value on on this. This is and it's in a warehouse in Glendale, you know. It, it, don't tell them. Yeah, Glendale, Arizona. Let me give you, the, yeah, Glendale, Arizona. Nice. Um, the address is. Fake address. I think what we should do the address is, is fake address. You know, you know, Master of improv. You know what they should do. You know what they should do is uh, just to, they they should they should they should prank the storage wars people and just put up a storage <laughs> facade on these archives. Oh my god! And just let them I, bid like fifteen hundred dollars. It's like this is what? Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> no, we're just joking. Yeah, we're just joking. Yup, guy. Yup, guy. <laughs> um, our bananas are here. Yay! <laughs> the man is here with our bananas. Um, I, I, there's a, there's so many things that I want to talk to you about. A, a lot of the, you know the process of Wreck-It Ralph, Thank you. how you're able to pitch it, how long the process took. But let's go back to the fact that you, my friend, were a Simpsons animator. I was. I was. Who were you? I had Guilty. a. <laughs> I, did you know um, uh, my? Do you know my friend Brad Abelson? Did you know yes, Brad? Yes, I do know Brad. Yeah, he kind of came after my time, but. We we all you know kind of know each other. What was world, your What so. was your time at Simpsons? I was there season one through five. And Good that for was you. Like Eighty nine through ninety three. So yeah. what was the process of of of, of altering uh, the Simpsons between the first and the third? Tracy Ullman. Oh, but, what? The... Yeah, I mean, obviously the Tracy Ullman was super super rough, but I right. mean, but I mean the. The animation, like like the character design, changed be oh. between like the first, second, and third season, and Homer went from being frosty chocolate milkshakes guy to <laughs> yeah. going to more, you know, like to more of what we think of right. him now. Well, I think that he began the voice. Dan Castellaneta was doing something that was more kind of it, it was kind of a Walter Matthau, you know, yeah, impersonation. Want to get your feelings? Yeah, um, I'm trying to remember some of those shorts. Uh, 
good night, boy. You know, it had that really kind of, you know, it was a a, a more just kind of nurturing and kind voice. You yeah. Know? And, but he couldn't, they found very quickly that that Homer needed to, to get loud, you know, and yeah. scream a lot. And that voice wasn't just conducive to that. So he tried different things, and it just kind of like with the drawing style of it, too. We were always evolving the characters because more and more people had to to draw them. You know, our crew kept expanding, so we'd have to uh, build these packs of model sheets to you know, that have various um, angles on the characters and turnarounds of the characters, and... And that began to kind of solidify them into how they look. Because you today. stopped, after the first few seasons, you stopped ever seeing the characters dead on, face on. Yeah, we stopped doing that because because we felt, well, it just it just flattened them out, you know. And um, it, they just didn't look as appealing as they did when they were at a slight three-quarter, uh, seven-eighths view, you know. So, um, But we did do a lot of flat-on. I think those were kind of funny, you know. They, I, I remember doing a show... Where yeah, we just cut to Homer's face flat on with this vacant expression, and it played really great, I think. But you know, I don't agree with everything, you know. But. <laughs> <laughs> did Matt did the, was the decision to make them yellow really so people would think they need to do adjust their TV set? No, I think that. Well, I don't know. Um, the story that I heard was there was a color stylist named Georgie Palouse uh, that was in charge of painting all the cells and all the backgrounds on the show when when they were doing the uh, the Tracy Ullman mm -hmm. shorts. And uh, Georgie um, loved, like, these kind of bright colors, and that's she kind of invented that, that color palette for the show. Um, and she just thought, well, painting them flesh would be boring, so, you know, I'm just going to paint them yellow and see what they said, and I guess it stuck, you know, so... That's the story I heard. The wives, the other one, the is, wives' tale is like, oh, yeah. they did it so people would think they had to adjust the color on their well, sets. Well, what was funny is in that first season, uh, we used to go through. There used to be a step in the process called telecine, you know, where you would send the the print to this place that would balance the color for television. Mm -hmm. You know, it was like the step between film and and video. And they didn't know that the characters were supposed to be yellow, so they would try to adjust it back to <laughs> to kind of a flesh color. And that's why in that first season, there's some the the color the yellow color kind of fluctuates a lot, you know. Oh, oh. bright yellow to kind of oh to my kind god, of I totally know them, what you're talking you know? about. So if you go back to the first season, and someone had to say like, go to the Telesony guy and say, no, they're supposed to be yellow. Stop trying to. <laughs> but only after the first everything. entire season. <laughs> Wait, I feel like maybe we should talk to this guy. <laughs> yeah, what is happening between you know film <laughs> and broadcast? And it turned out that this guy was trying to you know i don't know what's wrong with those painters overseas they keep doing this really yellow looking flesh color so oh man i yeah. i took the i i i w I couldn't major in animation. I went to UCLA. I couldn't major in animation there because you have to be in the film program to do that. Right. But I took the animation. Uh, I took I took the yeah. courses, mm -hmm. um, and uh, there was a professor there, this guy named Dan McLaughlin. Yeah. And, did you know Dan? Well, I, I know a lot of people who went to UCLA and they talk about him. Dan, so, and he kind of yeah. had this sort of voice, and <laughs> yeah. it was just, he was such a sweet guy that we, you know, of course, behind his back, we we're like, and then of course we had to find a place to bury the bodies, but um, <laughs> you know, where are you going to find a shovel at three a.m. And uh, are you sure it wasn't uh, Doc Brown that was? That, that's exactly how he sounded, though. He had one, but Dan McLaughlin animated all those. He was responsible for all those 
those old Sesame Street yeah. shorts where it was like you'd see the three kids with the fruit vendor and then like one would get an orange and one would get an apple. You just find me the guy that did the pinball machine for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Eleven, twelve, uh, 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 and the Pointer Sisters. Lost me. Oh. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> he, uh, uh, but Dan was a sweet guy, and so. This was, of course, back in the back in the days when people actually would have an animation table right. and draw and cells and have to paint and, things, and, and you've got to go in. And, yeah, and that's how the Simpsons were done. I mean, the Simpsons were done with the exact same technology that they did Snow White, you know. So really, just as a matter of process, nothing changed very much from you know the first. I think the Simpsons looks of- too slick now. I think it you does. need a you need a little element of a little shittiness in there. I they, think they resisted going digital for years, you know, for that for that reason, uh, because whenever they would do tests um, with the new technology, someone Matt would say, "God, it just look it looks too slick," like you're saying, and it looks digital, looks electronic, um, and and it lost kind of the the homemade quality, you know, of the show and. Um, and they did all kinds of things. They tried to put like film grain over the whole thing. They tried to hit the <laughs> shitty button, you know, put the <laughs> shitty filter on. Um, and, uh, yeah, but, uh, there's something about the old episodes, you know, not just because I've worked on them, but there's just something tactile and, 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 and just rough about it that, that I really love, you know, and we were painting on cells at that time too. I mean, Jeez. it was great. I will take one. <laughs> okay, he just carries them around. Well, I mean, I just assume once. We, oh my God, he does. Is that not, now? So, so when you so when you're doing a full CG movie, yeah, is is there any part of you, the animation nerd, you that's a little broken heart? It's like, oh, I mean, I mean, we could print out a scene from it, but it's not. But we don't have yeah, the it's the not, cells. Well, and that's not like a functional piece of the process, you right? Know, you're just kind of making something that's collectible, you right? Know? It's like when Disney would put out the limited edition Cinderella cell, you know, and it was just made for, yeah, you know, for collectors. It wasn't an actual, you know, frame from the movie. And that's what I always loved about cells. You know, it's like this, you know, is one of many that, that made the scene, you know, that made it work. It's not just like a piece of art that someone manufactured to sell as a collectible. I have a couple of fun cells. I have a Ren and Stimpy cell. Yeah. And then I have a, a, a wizard cell. That uh, that I bought from Ralph Bakshi, <laughs> yeah, and he off signed the street it. Corner, right? <laughs> that was Ralph was he was uh, that was the first job I had out of college. You worked on Wizards? No, not on Wizards. Oh. On, on no, that was kind of at Ralph's pinnacle. I caught him on the way down. <laughs> a bunch of us caught him when he was doing uh, the Mighty Mouse Saturday Morning Show. Oh, with John Kay. Yeah, with John. So, yeah. Um, for a lot of us, myself, uh, Andrew Stanton, sure, Jim Reardon, um, Bruce Tim, you know that oh, wow. that a lot of a lot of Vicky Jensen, who was a director on Shrek, um, just a lot of great people were there on on that show. And it was for myself and, and Jim Reardon and Andrew Stanton. It was our first job out of Cal Arts, um, and and Ralph hired us as writers for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> writing Saturday morning cartoons. Wreck it, Ralph Bakshi. Oh my God! I mean, it was it was the best first job for a young animator right on Yeah, that college. show was so like it, the, the original Mighty Mouse because we had John Kay on the podcast too, yeah. and it was just like there. 
it just sort of crept through and he said like we all showed up and and all of a sudden it was like we have to make a show right. and we don't really have a lot of time and we everyone all the animators have to write it because there's you know it, it was so strange i mean it was a really i don't know how any work got done you know it was just like going to work and and messing around just kind of fucking around and you know and oh i guess I better do some drawings and stuff and Somehow these shows were getting done, and somehow they were getting past the censor. And I mean, there wasn't really object objectionable things to them. They were just weird. Yeah, you know, they were just very kind of surreal and obtuse. Um, and what's the censor going to say? We can't put that on. That's too obtuse. Right. Yeah. That's too. That's too absurd. It falls. Know? It just falls outside but, but, the. Yeah. So, um, but it was great. And Ralph was actually um, the first the first guy to give me a, a chance at directing, you know, so I, I credit or blame the great Ralph Bakshi for <laughs> <laughs> hoisting me upon the planet. There's so. no way when you're working on Simpsons season one, you're like, this is going to go for 25 seasons. No, you know, <laughs> but I do remember thinking, um, and, and it was, that was a weird time back then because it it was pretty bleak for animation. Like this was like 89, you know, and coming out of college there, were, you couldn't really go to Disney had not kind of, you know, taken that step forward with the little mermaid and all that. That was all kind of in the works. And television animation and television. was, was a mess. It was filmation, which had just gone out of business, you know, and Deke D ice. Yeah. Yeah. That did uh, inspector yeah. gadget, inspector gadget. And, and lots of shows Deek. based on toys and, you yeah. know. Um, so there wasn't really much out there, you know. So to land a job with someone like Bakshi, you know, who really tried. And he was pitching shows like crazy to networks. And that's that's where we really got to have a lot of fun, you know, working on these wild projects with him. Um, there just wasn't. It was kind of a wasteland at that time. So when, when The Simpsons came around... Um, there were very few people on the staff that really kind of understood what Matt and Jim Brooks and Sam Simon were really trying to do with the show, you know. And um, you had a lot of people working on it on the animation end who had worked on stuff like um, Scooby-Doo, you know, <laughs> and right. just all those Hanna-Barbera cartoons in the 70s. And they just didn't really, they didn't understand it. Not trying to be mean, you know, but they just didn't understand what the sense of humor was, you know. And there was maybe about 10 of us on the staff, you know, that kind of got what it was, you know. And we would read the scripts and say, you know, I would say to myself, like, my God, this is, this is gold. You know, this is everything I've ever wanted to do, you know, in animation. And um, if, if I don't, you know, give it my all, um, I, I don't think I'll be able to live with myself. And if this doesn't get off the ground and, and have a chance, I, I, I can't live with myself in the future, you know. So, I mean, I just absolutely poured my heart and soul into that show. And the first, the first season was just, I, I cannot remember anything else going on in the world except Simpsons. Like, there's a whole area of my life for about three or four years that, who was the president or what? And people will bring up current events from that time. And I was like, I don't, I have no idea what you're talking. I was on the Simpsons then. It's was, such an incredible, like, like a good, you know, I, I, I'm sure, I don't know if people really understand, but a really good cartoon requires 
there's a little bit of luck that at every point that every artist who it's like yeah. you have to have amazing music, you have to have amazing performances, you have to have amazing art, you have to have amazing direction, mm-hmm. you have to have amazing story. Like there's so many different places where it can sag and when it works. And and when it works, it's great, but The Simpsons had kind of a it 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 had kind of a rocky beginning the series because there there were people working on the show on the animation end who did not understand what we were trying to do and um fox almost when when we screened the very first episode uh to to the network they almost pulled the plug oh the whole jesus thing because it was nothing like the simpsons like you know it now um and um they said this is what is this you know this is just like a saturday morning cartoon you know and jim if it if not for jim brooks saying to um I remember who Barry Diller, who was in charge of the the studio there, at that time. Uh, he said, "No, we'll get it. We'll, you know, we we've got good people on it right now. We'll we'll, you know, we'll get the humor. If not for Jim, like saying, please, you know, give us another chance. There would be no Simpsons. I mean, there was a moment where it looked like, you know, this was not going to happen, and that what they wanted to do couldn't be done. You know, but then luckily, as shows started to come back." You know that were directed by the people you know who've been with the show now for years. Um, it, they realized, okay, we can do this. This is possible. Oh my God, that's yeah. just like even thinking about a world without the Simpsons and I what know. happens to it's, comedy and and Conan and like right? all these, all those like and just all of the like just the 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 ripple effect that that had across comedy and a bunch of young people and their comedy development. And, oh my God, I and mean, everything that came things after. would be so different. There's a, who was when you were growing up? Who was your um, you know who who were your sort who were your animation heroes? My animation heroes. Well, I loved um, I loved the Looney Tunes cartoons. I loved Chuck Jones yeah. and uh, Tex Avery, Bob Clampett. You know, those were the ones that I. Did you Those like were it? the Did names you... that I knew? I, I, I didn't. I you know I talked to John K about this, but I was like, I didn't really like the Robert McKimson years. Yeah, and then I he was like, were... No, they were great. Well, I mean, they're I I like them. You know, they it's just another style with the characters. Like I I like all those directors at that time. I like Frizz Freeling. I like you know I like Frizz as much as I like Bob Clampett. You know, but I Chuck that... had this way of I mean, like he. To have the talent that he had as an artist, but also the comedy brain that he right. had as well. But just those, like, you know, like when you see like Bugs Bunny, like, you know, in the tortoise and the hare, and he yeah. and he rubs the tortoise's head, and it looks like there's a skull underneath yeah. the... No, those animators were amazing. You know, they had a crew, the, the Warner animators, and the amount of footage that they had to crank out, you know, a week. The, those guys were as good, I think, as like the Disney's Nine Old Men. How many drawings per second was it? Was it like twenty? F- well, its film is twenty four frames. Twenty four frames per second. second. Yeah, that's on ones. Right. You know? So on twos, what we that's exposing each drawing for Twice. two frames. Yeah. It would be twelve frames, you know, a second. But the so. cheaper animation, like in the Hanna Barbera years later, it was like that was, stuff was on fours, on sixes, right? On, you know, and there's lots of holds, you know, where the the character would just hold, and all they're animating is the mouth, and maybe put a blink on the eye, walk behind you know. a bush. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 the bush goes in front of them. There are so many. Uh, uh, oh, there's a show in town, and I'm. I, it's a cartoon dump. Yeah, the, Jerry yeah. Becks. Yeah, they, they show like you know, then they show like the worst animation. Right. Uh, but I I remember the the worst the 
the most poorly animated thing that even as a kid I was like, oh fuck, come, come on. on, was yeah. the was the Mighty Hercules? Do you remember oh, that one? Oh yeah. yeah. When it was like it was... with pant, yeah. And then they would. It was always walking behind a bush, <laughs> and there was it was that very jolty arm where it's like they didn't yeah. even bother trying to fill in the like. Ah, kids are pop. dumb. They don't give a shit. Yeah. Well, I remember thinking. I got really excited when I was a kid because Filmation did an animated Star Trek. Oh, yeah, of course. The original cast and everything. I'm like, oh, cool, you know, Star Trek, new Star Trek. And just the fact that you could just recognize the same shots over and over again, you could kind of predict, like, now they're going to cut to this. Now it's going to be the close-up of Scotty. Now it's going to, yeah, it was... I was disappointed, Filmation. <laughs> do, you remember, do you remember Gilligan's Island in space? Yes. Oh wow, yeah, I forgot about that. Or they just—they just, they just have shit. a weird. They just—they're just in. I mean, it's a—it's kind of a genius idea, and 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 I think, I think was way ahead of its time in terms of like that. Totally feels like a YouTube mashup that someone would make. Yeah. But and just even, putting them in space on a weird planet with a weird little alien. And even in space, all the skipper wanted was just a big, thick, juicy steak. That's all he wanted. Know, he could never get it. That was his want. You know, as a character, but his his his, his lot in life was to have to deal with. I was just trying his to figure. His need out. was to reconcile with Gilligan, his little buddy. <laughs> but his want was a steak. And Gilligan's, you know, this was his was to make peace with his father figure That's of right. the skipper. Mm-hmm. And, and I could never understand why they called it Gilligan's Island because yeah. he didn't own it. He didn't own it, and yeah. very. I didn't really feel like so much hinged on him. I mean, he no. was sort of the fuck up character, but. Yeah. If anything, it was kind of the professor's island. You know? Sort of. If, if, yeah, it really was when you think about it. I think know, just Gilligan he, sounded funny. He was tagging Marianne. We know that, right? <laughs> yeah, oh, well, there was like all there crazy. was there was probably all sorts <laughs> of there was probably all sorts of. Are you going for a gun? No, that, I just don't. I just I've never opened this before, well, and this. I found a. <laughs> we got some fusion uh, hydrogel. Oh, nice! The great Gillette company. <laughs> batteries. Oh, wow. Batteries so, are still. There's toiletries here. Why is in that? Matt, come on, save it, save, save it for <laughs> private. Yeah. Oh, that was just a razor. For huffing. Yeah. <laughs> for huffing. Oh, that's what. It's someone's huffing material. Yeah, if you want to huff and shave, if you want to have a huff and shave. Yeah, here's the bag. Yep, that's you a know. huffing bag. And we mix them all up in this bag and just. A lot of a lot of the hipsters there. are doing it now, where you yeah. huff and then it's like you so shave in a weird wait, way. That's a big fucking wallet. Like it says my, my your feed designer, bag. My designer uh, surgical mask. It's a Sony feed bag. Whose yeah. stuff is this? I don't know. Oh my I, god! I guess I am it's ours. Such a rush. <laughs> From and just the smell of the, the bag. Yeah. Is this from the residue in this bag? Yeah. Oh, boy. Are you, are you okay? Cleaner? Do you think Michael Yo knows <laughs> that? <laughs> oh, my God. That's Michael. picture of Michael Yo and someone in this. Does Michael just not pick up all of his Look stuff? Look this and, like, a makeup thing. Cinema secrets. Mm-hmm. No, you have to from, take it out of the bag, Rich. From cinemas. Oh. Yeah, yeah. The powder out. puff works better when you take it out of the bag. out of the bag. Yeah, there's who's that with Michael Yeo? Michael Yeo and the and the, uh, the Captain... guy from Borat. Oh, oh, oh! From back here, it looked like Captain Lou oh, Albano. Yeah, uh, what's this? Um, oh what? my God! I've just stumbled on a treasure trove. Oh, look at that! It's the Kardashians. <laughs> you got the Kardashians. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> this is guys. We are playing Storage Wars right oh, now. Oh my God! Yeah. Yep. We got a uh, Arquette. Yep. We got one of the Arquettes. Well, I told Brand. Brandon, that we really gotta get this storage department. <laughs> there better be some so, pictures of Michael Yo in there with oh, the Kardashians, Brandon, or I'm gonna murder out. that son of a bitch. Oh, here we go. We oh, got an Arquette, a picture of David Arquette. That's right a $50 here. bill right there. Oh, oh God, yeah, we got Okay, we can get 100 for this. I'm one. definitely making back the 750 <laughs> I paid for this box. <laughs> it gets real sad when I don't know who the fuck I don't these even people know who are. the celebrities are. 
That happens a I, lot in this building. I, I don't know who that is. Guy uh, in, a, in a kind of a chamois <laughs> jacket. Ooh. What's that? We're finding all kinds of stuff in here. Is that a, is that a That's coax a, RCA? It's an RCA. Yeah, it's an RCA. No, it's an RCA to XLR with an oh, okay. XLR to quarter inch adapter on. Oh, okay. Thank, well, you know, Duh. someone went to yeah. Radio Shack. <laughs> And, and a cookie a that's a decade old. Tupperware. No, that's a makeup. That's makeup. Oh, that's a, that's an old makeup wipe. Mm-hmm. You never know when you're gonna need this again. Simply, simply saline. saline. <laughs> Nothing fancy. Just simply saline. The point is, Michael Yo, you have a bunch of shit at this studio that you need to come pick up, and your old makeup yeah, cup. It's Tupperware. Says Michael Yo. Michael on it. We are not a storage uh, facility. You know, this is a studio. You can't just this leave is a your workplace crap here. Seriously. All right? You know, and your shaving implements. I hate to see his garage. I bet (laughs) it's probably clean because all of his shit's here. That's true. That's true. Hang on. Wait, what folder did you find? (laughs) Tax returns. (laughs) Well, here's his porn. This and a diary. Who who prints out their internet porn? Well, how else can I? I was like ten, twelve. How else can you? How else can you pleasure yourself to ASCII boobs? <laughs> you have to print that. That's why they invented Perez Hilton pictures. It's so funny to me. Who is? Oh, that's Perez. <laughs> that's fat Perez, Perez Hilton back yeah. when he was fat. No, he was you know thin challenged. <laughs> no, no, no. no I can I can say it. Uh, that's uh, that's, that's really that's, funny. How many pictures has of this people... been here for the whole time? I don't know. Yeah, this is guys, Michael's not been in this building found, for a while. We just found. <laughs> This is the mother load right here. You guys. Oh, my God. This would be worth like 70 bucks on this eBay. Is all of this, is going, this is going on that eBay thing. This yeah. is a locker that I feel like the electronic uh, Jared and Brandy would have found. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Matt hit the whole line with $50 in the black. Well, oh well, what else? Well, I, I, let's talk about Wreck-It Ralph for a minute. I want to talk about Wreck-It Ralph. Thank you for the nice award, oh, yes. by the way. Well, you deserve it. Let me you deserve ask you this. What, what, what is this award you keep speaking of? Are you giving out awards the I don't know about? Yeah, we gave, we gave film awards. Oh, we gave out film awards. Yeah. For the... I don't... You voted, right? I don't... When... Okay, let me just It wasn't. A, it wasn't a televised oh, well, award. It was just... just back up here. We just gave them away on the site in the newsletter. We just picked oh, movies. Oh, in and, the newsletter. Okay. And, the, and the website. Yeah, on the website. Subscribe. Oh. I don't subscribe. Uh, you should check it out. I mean, so... It's Nerdist.com, like, man. What, what's, yeah. the, what's the award we gave him? The, for, for Wreck-It Ralph. We gave we him a movie award. Best picture? The best picture of the year? In my opinion... Is Wreck It Ralph nominated? Listen, I'm just saying. I mean, we should have a subcategory. We should consult you? We should have maybe a site you don't even go on that pays you? I go on the site. Oh, to see if but there's you would a like check to have coming. A say yeah. of what goes on the site. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. Uh, but, listen, but, I can support. I can support the idea of giving Wreck It Ralph the best picture of the year. I just but, feel like. I just feel like we're maybe ignored Skyfall. That's what? his problem right now. <laughs> I feel like we He's, maybe just was like, oh, forget about Skyfall. He's uh, a. Yeah, if we had a best, let's go with best, best movie that isn't Skyfall. Wreck It Ralph, yay! Matt, Matt, Matt to be to be fair, Rich. So, to be fair, Rich. So to be fair, Matt Myra wants to be James Bond's underwear. Like oh, he just could man, not I will get be enough. James Bond's fat cousin. He. 
<laughs> Matt Jimmy Bond. Bond. Uh, Jamie Bond yeah, works too. <laughs> hey, James! <laughs> James, James, are you coming to Grandma's thing? No, I mean, would we you please? Thing. I've told you to stop <laughs> talking no, to me in public. We gotta go. It's the like, there's like a bar. We gotta go. Is that go. one of those Walter? Walter? Is it a Walter? I don't know that's PPK. Just go. He'd be, you'd be, you'd be triple oh seven. Walter PP? Well, well, listen. I guess I shouldn't celebrate just yet because it sounds like you guys have a little. Can't say something, Rich. Can't say something, Rich. Should I step out? Let me tell you something about. Let me tell you something about Matt Myra. Matt Myra. Matt Myra. To be fair, has no sway over anything. So this is a hundred percent true. This is a hundred percent true. They try. They try and try. I say, no, no, no. Listen. You know what? Even though he said all that shit, Matt Myra. Matt Myra goes home. People. Matt Myra, people. Matt Myra goes home, plays his left-handed Dave Matthews guitar, and weeps while he's watching the DVD extras on Skyfall. Usually, I'll grab the Les Paul. That's closest to the TV. Um, but anyway, I do, I do well, want to, I do want to talk about Wreck-It Ralph. Thank you for the award, guys. It came from uh, me, not him. <laughs> it came from me, not him. I hope you're not an Academy member. Well, I am, and I oh, voted. Oh Let's just say you don't have a chance in hell, Pixar. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> Matt, uh, Matt 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 does not speak for Nerdist. Um, I don't. Are you, now are you? Oh, I better cancel a, a lot of those or, interviews. You know, <laughs> what's the difference? I always used to identify as a geek. Uh, as a I think I, I think it's a regional term. Like yeah. we didn't. Well, I grew up in Memphis, and yeah. and the word it, actually we did not use either word until the movie Revenge of the Nerds came out, and right. then and then a lot of us, well, the few of us. Yeah. Back at that time, it was a very small group that identified as as what ended up being nerds, and I think it was just like, oh, okay, I guess that's what we are because that's those <laughs> yeah. are all the things. Oh, that, that's me up there. Those are all the things that we do, <laughs> and so, so uh, I guess. So I think it was those, regional. We yeah. use nerd, and I think other people use geek. Some people say that, you know, some people say geeks are more uh, pop culture and nerds are more technical, and some uh, people say the reverse, yeah. and some people say nerds are. Well, some people say nerds some are less. Some say pop. Some say tonic. Some say soda. You've said enough. Uh-huh. I think yeah. some people say nerds are more yeah. socially awkward. Some people say geeks. I, I think it just. I, we're. I think we're all saying the same thing. Yeah. Well, I think geeks were. Weren't they like sideshow folk? That they bit the heads yeah. off chickens. Heads off chick- yeah, so they were they were showmen from the yes from the German <laughs> word geck, <laughs> and nerd I think was uh, is nerd's origin came from Doctor Seuss. I oh believe. really? Yeah, I think there was a nerd was a really was it from a Doctor Seuss book? Oh, I uh, thought it was like Happy Days. I remember like I think before that used to though. call them nerds. Nerd. Yeah, Cunningham, you're a nerd. Hey, hey, maybe it's from Gary Marshall then. Yeah, could be. Look at these nerds here in my studio. What I want you to say, Henry, is just call. My sister Penny has a very interesting story that I'm going to tell in great detail. (laughs) About a a Dr. Seuss book, Theodore Geisel. That's the man's full name. These nerds are a cash cow. I just imagine that, that Gary Marshall is very similar to his character in Soap Dish, where he was uh-huh. the head of the network. Gary uh, Marshall is amazing, by the way. He is amazing. Wanna, for the record, I just want to go on. That. I agree with you. I think oh, that well, Gary Marshall he had. He's not amazing. Well, I mean, it's like it's almost like Gary Marshall made Skyfall. That's how good it is. Oh my god! <laughs> I wish you would Skyfall out of this podcast. Uh, get it? You know, why don't you take a Skyfall out of the studio? Uh, Skyfall. Uh, Fuck you. Skyfall on his face. 
That's pretty good. That's yeah, pretty good. Kind of Not gonna lie. That's pretty you good. can use that in the ne- in the Wreck-It Ralph sequel. Wait, write it down. Are, write down. Are, we, are we saying yeah. there's a Wreck-It Ralph sequel? Is that happening? It made enough money, right? I, We're gonna do it, right? I, Let's do it. I think I I think it's it's just it just may happen. I'm into know? it. Can I just let me be a? I just want to say one word. I don't Absolutely. give a shit what it is, even if it's like. Hello, Ralph. Whatever. I don't care. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, I mean, you let Corolla be a voice. You could just use it up then. Come on. Come on. Let's talk. Seriously. Yeah, I mean, but come on. (laughs) So how much of the movie was... how much of the movie did you did did Sarah and John play around with? uh, How much? Because so much of Um, it, like, especially with Vanellope, like, you really feel Sarah in there. And and, um, our writer was really great at writing dialogue for Sarah, you know, um, but I would always let the two of them, what we would do, our process and recording would be um, starting what was on, with what was on the page, you know, and, and get a few takes of that. And usually that was just kind of, that'd be kind of our rehearsal and just kind of warming up, you know, for a scene. And then we had a very kind of democratic room, you know, where we would have the, the writer there, our head of story there, the actors, of course, myself. And then we would just, you know, take a moment and go, okay, how can we make this better? You know, how w- without being precious to any one part of the process, you know. And uh, then I would let them kind of go with it a little bit, you know, and then take it way off the reservation, take it way away from the page, you know, and let them, let the actors, you um, really have fun with it and just take it to where they would want to go with it. And then we'd always end where I would kind of reel them back in a little bit to try and kind of get it onto point. You know? Yeah. Um, so we, we had a really good time. It was a really very collaborative, creative process, you know, that um, I I wanted to play to the strengths of, of John and Sarah and all the whole cast to, of – just being able to act off of one another and be spontaneous and, and to have that chemistry, you know, that that happens between comedic actors yeah. and and not and not squelch that, you know, by by being a slave to the animation process. Yeah, well cause it, the, I remember the uh I did a voice on a show called Barnyard um, yeah. and and so Barnyard we were recorded as an entire cast, which is rare cuz a lot of times cool. they'll have you record one at a time Separately. and we we recorded as an entire cast and then we would kind of do a similar thing where we were you know we do a regular pass as written and then like a they always they they I they would call it let's do a wacky pass. Right. And yeah. so you would do that and most of it was totally unusable because it it, it would always went it, like inevitably it was like and now I'm raining shit on this forest. <laughs> and but the 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 fu- function was that a lot of stuff they were able to use, but it just connected the actors right. in a way that when you're just reading lines off a page, you may not necessarily get forced everyone to connect. Right. And 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 in those kind of, you know, crazy passes, you know, it can unlock something that that maybe as, you know, as discovered is not quite right, but then you can just kind of fold it right into, you know, another pass on yeah. things. So um I, I'm a firm believer in just kind of playing with the material, you know, and not being precious to, you know, this is how it should be. Every word of this is gold and just say it how it is here. And you script. ultimately want what the what's the funniest. And and I think that when I have someone like like John and Sarah and, and Jack McBrayer and Jane Lynch and Alan Tudyk, you know, it's like they they can bring some. And that's why I wanted those actors, you know, because there would be something in the characters that they would get, you know, that, that myself or the writer 
would not, you know, think of, you know, so that's that's exactly why I wanted them involved to kind of bring that extra. I also player. wanted to drop that reference just to let you know that I have done a lot of voiceover work. Awesome. And so Where I could are. easily say, hey, Ralph, you're being <laughs> very Matt Myra right now. What? No, I've not <laughs> insulted the guest. What are you talking yeah, about? No, he's the... being opposite. I'm sorry, Matt I'm Myra. Sorry. I'm sorry if the 50th anniversary of James Bond was very important to me. <laughs> OK, all right. Um I don't know if this is. Uh, <laughs> were were you? Our uh, our Craig were here right now. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God! Is that a thing? <laughs> uh, is uh, uh, Kyle our PA reference that? Um, I don't know if this is true or not, but that are you a model for one of the characters on The Simpsons? Were you a model for one of the? Did they um, did they use you as a reference point? We we did a model for one of the one of the characters. Did they did they did they, they use? We did. <laughs> well, that's so nice to hear. Since the Simpsons are always described as grotesque and ugly. So <laughs> no. <laughs> well, someone else is out there. No. Uh, <laughs> no, I think there was a point where we did caricatures. Of yeah, where you, there was a character. Yeah, and. Um, and uh, I believe myself and David Silverman, one of the other directors, and, and Wes Archer made it in. There's like a big model pack, you know, that um, where where all the the turnarounds of the characters, you know, that that everyone kind of you know dips into to kind of pull characters from our caricatures made it in there. And every so often, like my kids will say, like, "Oh, hey, Dad, there you, you're on Simpsons right now." <laughs> Because like when you, you watch when you watch the Poochie episode and all the writers around the table, yeah. you're like, well, those guys are had to have written on the show, right. and that's uh, those are yeah. caricatures of the writers, and and I think, yeah, well, what episode when at at Myers at the at the Itchy and Scratchy Studio, um, it's David West and I are like the the animators, you know, in the room. Oh, so, that's cool. Yeah. So there's yeah, lots of caricatures that are in the background. In Simpsons, even though Matt Groening hates those, you know, he would always say, "Like I hated in in Warner Brothers cartoons where all of a sudden the background characters, you know, they look overly designed, and you just know, like that's a caricature of someone who I have no idea who it is. Aww. I don't care, you know, I don't care, and it just takes me right out of the cartoon. So don't put any of those into the Simpsons." And of course, we put those in. Nah. Sure, I mean, like at a certain point, they're just yeah, they, he they're... can't. Matt Groening can't get out of his house because of the money pile in front of the door. <laughs> and then you have a lot. Then you have the opportunity Can to you do all the things. This, you Matt, we're gonna push it out uh, of the money. Oh my god, I would love to see that episode of Hoarders where oh, they just go just... in and it's just cash <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> just there's just like there's just Crazy dead animals <laughs> trapped under piles of. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but with uh, well, me and Brandon really hit the jackpot. <laughs> you got five seconds to check it out. My God, it looks like it's just filled with money. <laughs> Has anyone ever just found money on Storage yeah. Wars? Just yeah, like, they, they can find you know not not a massive amount oh, okay. of money, but enough. But I think you know what's Brandon, funny about that. We're gonna get this one. We're I feel like if they clearly saw. Thirty million dollars in cash. It would still go for fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, the locker would still go for fifteen hundred dollars because well, I'm a collector, yeah. and those those yeah, yeah. cash bags look like they're no. very old Brinks bags. Now here's what Barry would say. He'd be like, I could get he's like, cash I'm not even that. interested in the cash. I think there could be something back there, like a box. <laughs> I think it now should behind those. Bags they should just fucking mash all those. They should just make like. Uh, they should just make like uh, uh, ghost duck storage hunters. <laughs> It's like you're looking for haunted storage bins with the souls of ducks, and 
they and that that's With all they're Jack I would I would watch yeah, that. Of course you would watch that all day. Of course you would. A duck, a ghost duck scared the hell out of me as a boy. <laughs> you know, now okay. I believe in them. Let's talk. Have you for... had him on here? No, no I haven't had him on yet, bro. No. But it just occurred. Are you the ghost that's been pushing this old woman? <laughs> Come on out, bro. Come at me, bro. Come on. What are you afraid, ghost? You scare other people, but you can't scare me, ghost. No, you're a douchebag. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. It's real. <laughs> it's real. It's real. Like you would say. Yeah. And then, a, and then a hymn-shaped hole did, in the did, wall. Did, did you did you just feel that cold chill? You know they. They always find. Oh, stuff. you're right under a vent. <laughs> yeah, they always find stuff that the viewer at home cannot experience. Yeah, right. like, yeah, yeah. Of I course. just felt something go through me that just chilled me to the bone. And do you ever notice, like, when they watch the footage, like something will go across the, like they'll yeah. say something went across the screen and they put a circle around it, and you're still like, I don't it's fucking dust. I don't see it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's a dust. No, thing. it's an un, it's an it's an unsettled no, spirit. You weren't there, bro. <laughs> you didn't feel that thing go right through me. Now, <laughs> well, the, and then and then we use the magic microphone. Oh, the best EVP. Voices. The best is the K2 <laughs> meter that they have, which is <laughs> just. <laughs> you hear that? It said it's going to come and get me. <laughs> please, please get out. You're irritating the undead. But the, the K2 meter, which is the thing that always has a penny shoved in it. Like, yeah, it's like yeah. this is their scientific thing that needs a penny to hold down the button. Yeah. <laughs> Did you feel that, bro? Hey, I, I want. I did want to point out one cartoon that I think that, that I think a lot of people, like people around closer to our age or kind of animation nerds, know about, but does not get enough credit mm. anymore. Is Duckman was a fucking great oh, cartoon. Duckman's great. Klasky Shupo. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. That um, what's his name? Everett Peck, who designed it, and he's a Part great of a illustrator. USA's. Uh, Friday yeah. night or Saturday night lineup, Jason, right? What, Alex Jason Alexander, yeah. Alexander and Dweezil Zappa. Really, and... really funny show, man. I love that show. I should come back, yeah. but but um, but back to but to Wreck It yeah. Ralph, it, which at this point everyone's <laughs> yeah. seen Wreck It Ralph. I thought we're just talking about well, like, even reality if... shows that we like about ghosts and storage bins. <laughs> even if you've already seen Wreck It Ralph, you yeah. can watch it again on Blu-ray. See, awesome. I'm trying to. You know, which you shouldn't. Well, I mean, Blu-ray's <laughs> already out. I already pre-ordered. It's fine. Um, <laughs> if you want to go right to sleep, you just turn on that Sam Mendes commentary. You'll go right to sleep. Really? Yeah. Um, but I did. I got through it. It was enjoyable. Sometimes you need to sleep. Yeah, so you know, it, it, I was good. super tired. You know, it's not bad. How long does it take? Do you when you're doing? Do you do you do any? How much hand drawing goes into the character design? And then when does it hop over to full oh, um, CG? Like, what? How long does it take to make Wreck It Ralph? Well, it the whole thing took about uh, just a little under four years, which is actually a pretty quick schedule for a movie. I mean, sometimes a movie can take twice as long. You know, some take eight years, you know, so... I want to be an uh, obtuse executive and go, four years, it's an hour and a half. <laughs> What's the problem? What are you doing? You can do a hundred Simpsons in four, uh, four years. Get on your computer and dippity-doppity, you're done. Don't, don't they you have a button now? My grandkid can do it. I'm going to bring him in. I'm going to bring my grandkid in, okay? He's Brandon, come in here. Brandon, show him how you did that thing on the YouTube. <laughs> Fuck off, Dad. <laughs> Yeah, Brandon. I should spend more time you don't with you. Appreciate what I do, Dad. I really don't. Yeah, you're what right. What do you want? I had you when I was sixty. He's got me there. <laughs> I don't know what this is. How it works. We still had switchboard operators when I was. His age. I'm not even sure which of my wives you are from. Okay. The presence. The present just scares me. It's got a lot of weird things in it. <laughs> 
The present. The distance and time period of the present terrifies him. I don't know what's happening. (laughs) What are these things? I wake up every morning. I go, why? (laughs) When did it all change? Anyway, um, Brandon, yeah, get out. <laughs> you just show him how to All do right, this quicker. All right, you got your four years, cartoon boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, cartoon so, boy. Uh, it took four years, um, and that first that first nine to twelve months was uh, writing the first draft of the script, and it was just um, myself and Phil Johnston working together on that. Um, we did a table read of that script up at Pixar, and that's when they kind of decided, yes, you know, this is, you know, this is a movie worth making. And, uh, we, we had about 18 months, uh, of storyboarding, you know, and during that 18 months, 18 months to about two years, uh, we, we make very rough versions of the movie using storyboard panels and, and building these animatics. And we kind of watch it as a complete movie and um, uh, I get together with my colleagues, and we talk about what's working, what isn't, how can we make it better. And we did that seven times Jeez. over the course of the film. And in theory, it's supposed to be getting better and better, you know. And at the same time that that's going on, we're designing the movie. We're designing every prop, every background, every every character. And it does begin with hand drawing, you know, with with sketches and trying to discover, you know, what what kind of character is Ralph, you know, is he uh animal, is he a human, is he, you know, is he a monster, you know. So we we leave no stone unturned in in really kind of trying to get the best, you know, um for these films. And then we had about a 9-month period of animating and we go into production, we're actually making the movie. Um we have to light the movie at the end, you know, because we're basically working within a 3D set, you know, that's within the computer. Um, and just like a real set, you have to light that, you know, you have to put lights to, to make everything look the best it can be. So it's a long, tedious, arduous process that I love, you know, it's yeah. just a control freak's dream come true. Oh, of course, you get yeah, to manipulate like the entire world. Everything. But that's, you what, know- that's what I loved about The Simpsons, too, was that... Um, especially for comedy and animation, you can, I had the ability to control a scene right down to the frame, you know, of like, okay, it, it, it was a matter of, okay, should, should he get hit on the head on frame two or three? Hmm. Well, two, and it really came down to that science of splitting hairs with, with frames. Like what is the funniest, you know, down to a one twenty fourth. Like of a second, so and it's always like do, like uh, when you're on the recording side, yeah, and you're you know you bring all this, you bring whatever you think you can to the 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 stuff that you're reading, and then you actually see the visuals, and you're like, I had no idea that yeah. that visual gag. There's so so many other wonderful things right. happen, and, it, and what's cool is like every step of the process kind of feeds every other part. You know, like I would show. John and Sarah, you know, uh, those story reels that I was talking about, you know, to give them an idea of what the movie's going to feel like. And they kind of pick up on that, like the energy of of what the scene is about, you know. And then I would show the animators uh, reference footage of of John or Sarah or Jane or Jack, you know, recording. And they're very kind of animated and they're, you know, they don't they don't just stand there and, you know, talk. You know, they're really getting into the part and 
uh, the animators would pick up on little nuances, you know, from the actors. So the story crew sometimes feeds off of the design team. You know, they see a cool design that someone did for a character and they'll say, oh, that guy's so cool. I'm going to put him into the scene, you know, or the design team sees what the story crew is doing and saying like, oh, that's a neat location. I want to kind of play around with that, you know. So it's so collaborative, you know, where one piece kind of, even though it's kind of compartmentalized, you know, into different steps in a process. They really overlap and touch and it's inc- one it's, another. I mean, as an animation director, I think it's an incredible feat because you have to you have to have a singular vision, but I think you also have to assume be flexible to allow all the different people to do their job and not because if you focus too much on one area, then the then it just doesn't work as a whole piece. Absolutely, and and I'm always. The biggest part of my job is to listen, you know, because I am working with with some of the greatest artists, animators, actors, technicians in the world, you know, and they 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 are there because they have great opinions on, you know, their area of expertise. So if I start to pretend like I've got all the answers, you know, then I, I'm not going to get half of what the movie can be. So I'm always... Yeah, I do. I do remain flexible. I do kind of uh, stick to my guns as far as the vision of what the the movie should be, but always listen to kind of well, what what can we fold in here, you know, to to make that the best it can be. Well, I think you know, Wreck It Ralph, and when I again when I first saw the preview, I was like, okay, please don't let this just be a movie that o- that is only held up by the references in it. Right. And then when you see it, and you're like, oh my god, th- those just enhance this beautiful story right. and then again it's that chuck jones thing it's like it it's all about the story yeah and then it can't be about anything else and and that's where we we when i started with the idea of okay you know the life of video game characters um i thought you know there's a real temptation here that it's of just making the movie about game references like you were saying or or just action or you know about something that's just about plot, you know? So we kind of put, Phil and I put aside for a period of time the whole idea of this being about game characters and said we just, we have to concentrate on a very human story, Mm -hmm. you know, for our main character. And we spent weeks and months of really kind of uh, honing that, you know, and, and getting, you know, really to the core of like, well, who's our main character and what does he want? What's he doing? And, and then we kind of brought in the game references and kind of layered that in and, um, and then had fun with that and used it more to enhance it or just to describe the world, not so much to make it the main focus of what the movie was about. Yeah. Well, it's, I, I, again, I love the movie. I hope, I hope there's a sequel. Um, and maybe my girlfriend is going to cosplay as Vanellope. <laughs> like she's already built this there amazing, are some pretty good ones online. Yeah. I'll have to cite. I'll have to say. There's and it happened like that really fast, you know, just overnight. It's like, Oh my God. You know, on Facebook, there's just like pages devoted to Vanellope. I could do a pretty good Ralph. I think. You think you could do a pretty yeah. good Ralph? Yeah. yeah. You'd have to buy that. Maybe they should sell the Ralph nose. That'd be pretty good. Like so yeah. that you could you could strap on the you Ralph. Just said nose. maybe they should sell to Disney. Of course they're going to. <laughs> well, it's just so- oh my god, Michael Yo had it the whole time. Oh my god. 
Michael Yo's treasure box. <laughs> Welcome to Michael, Michael Yo's. Yo have this makeup stuff. You know. <laughs> Michael Yo's treasure. Not box. a cinema you secret know, anymore. That's what he's. <laughs> yeah. That's what he's gonna end up so doing. That's his secret. Oh, now there it is. It's in that. It's that powder well, bomb in that take little bag. To the Oscars. You can. <laughs> you know what? This is award season. It is. It sure know? is. And um, and every one of them, when you arrive, there's a crazy red carpet. No matter what the the Annies. You know, yeah. I have a red carpet yeah. now. So, and and I find a lot that people will say like, "Well, you clean up well." Oh, and it's like, Christ. well, doesn't by definition anyone clean up pretty well? <laughs> well and mean, also, you, the implication well, you, is like, normally you, well, you, look, you like look like shit. a slob. Yeah. But does anyone does anyone look worse when they get clean and put on a suit? It's I don't know. Um, a good question. Yeah, I, I don't. It's it's a really. That's, or does it just mean like, oh, I see you took a shower and put well, on it's a the, suit? Well, it's the it's the it's the Albert Brooks uh, the complisalt. Yeah, where it's like, I uh, okay, <laughs> thank you. Or it's uh, with comedians, it's always. Uh, or if you've been on television for any length of time, then people come up and they and they see in something, they go. I never thought you were funny, but uh, this latest thing. <laughs> uh, you know, like, but you, you won thanks? me over today. Thank you? Yeah. I appreciate you know what? that. T- today uh, you became funny. Yeah. You know. I just like to keep it real. Uh, you know. <laughs> sure a lot of people are kissing your ass all the time. No, they're not. And now I got to go hunt for a ghost. <laughs> In a storage unit. <laughs> yeah. That quacks. The quacking ghost. I like ghost. that idea. Pawn stars. I'm just adding oh. something to the. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have to pawn off. You yeah, have to you sell. Gotta, you get the duck yeah, goes to praise. You gotta sell it to Rick Harrison afterwards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love, I love it. it. We've come up with a lot of good things here. Today. Yeah, we're good. You're an idea man, Richmore. You know, I I just get these ideas and they just just come you know, to me. You know, if this podcasting come. movie business yeah. situation doesn't work out for us, I think we can go we in can a TV and TV, we make so much money. And we can uh, sell those. Our uh, first sponsor can be the designer surgical mask. The, oh, my God. in Tokyo. Oh, this is perfect. Really, it's perfect. Yeah. You know, a good thing I mean, here. you've been to Tokyo. Right? I never have. I always oh, want to go. I know. Should we go right after the podcast? Why have you never been oh, to Tokyo? I don't have a... Because I, I work too much. The things that we talk about in here, I mean, they have entire neighborhoods that are dedicated to... Everything you'd find in a nine-year-old boy's room, you know, it's just like entire. <laughs> yeah. What are like I've... subcultures here? Are ways of life sure. for people there, where it's just like they have robots. Ro- yeah, they have a robot restaurant that I just Google it, folks. They also have a, a restaurant where a monkey serves you sake at a sushi place. They yep. they have maid bars where mm-hmm. you go Everyone, and they're dressed uh, in maids. dressed like an anime French maid will pour you tea and play. Play cards with you. you yeah, know, it's. Uh, what are we? Good, why are we wasting our time in Los Angeles? It's pretty good. Let's go to uh, Tokyo. An anime maid uh, interviewed me there. What? Really? Uh, yeah, she was a journalist, and and all the people, the camera people, all the tech people, just it wasn't like, oh my god, look at this girl dressed. They're just like kind of, yeah, it's a girl dressed like a maid. She's gonna talk know? to you, and yeah, then she's so gonna go clean up that, that uh, stateroom. Yeah. What's what, I don't know what the problem is. Look at the American. <laughs> thinks it's weird. <laughs> are you just like, what are we doing? Like, what the hell is? Okay, wow, a maid's here. Yep. All right. Um, and here's a guy with a hand puppet in her. And my last question for you, Rich, is: uh, Do you need more towels? <laughs> yeah. And I tried to kind of make references like that, and, and her weren't. face was kind of what? She didn't I even... don't get. What do you mean housekeeping? Well, because you're dressed as a. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you, I, I'm not. I'm not in so on it. I got a little lost on him, but um, right. 
It's a great place. We'll go. You, we've got. We'll go. go right after we go to the Disney archives. Yeah. Disney, Disney archives. Ar- here's what. Okay. Anyone have like a calendar we can start? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Disney archives. Oh, Disney archives. Yep. We'll do that Tuesday. Sounds mm-hmm. good to me. I'll be there. Yeah, sure. No problem. For Tuesday. Yep. And then um, maybe that night we can go get some dinner at the Smokehouse. Uh, yeah, I love it. Smokehouse. I love it. Great. And then maybe we'll then right to Burbank Airport where we'll fly well, to fly, LAX. No, no, no. Let's let's <laughs> yeah. go to Burbank <laughs> go to Airport. Then we fly up to SFO. We'll visit Pixar. Skywalker Ranch. Oh, Skywalker Ranch. Yeah, we'll take yeah, you to the archives. Take you to the archives. We'll go to Pixar. We'll hit up the cereal bar. We'll hit up the cereal. Just grab him. Yeah. Just put a John, bag over his head and on, throw him in the we're car. We're going. Yeah. Skywalker's place. We're going to Skywalker's. Is there anything? <laughs> oh, that new uh, space rib joint? Yeah, yeah. Skywalker's place. Yeah. We're going over there. I'll have the Tauntaun steaks and... Yeah, some of that blue milk. Some Ewok fingers. <laughs> Tauntaun hot sauce. What was it? What was it? The taun... Did we have a Tauntaun pun with sauce or something like that? Um, I forget. Uh, we'll be eating the little tauntaun. And I'll have some wampa fries and <laughs> and and I'll have the Mazalizely uh, Mexican plate. Oh God, I can't think of anything. <laughs> I'll have the, uh, the Bespin. I'll have the blue the uh, the Vader helmet of beer. Oh, oh. the bottomless. Vader <laughs> helmet. I'll, I'll take a I'll take a bourbon. You want that neat or Hoff? Oh. <laughs> well <laughs> done. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, so here. we'll go there. <laughs> we'll go to Skywalk and then Tokyo. Yeah. Beautiful. Robot restaurant beautiful. in Tokyo. Beautiful. We don't have to come back. We've just and planned the, our summer. Yeah. You must well, be I, off for a little while, right? I'm going to take a little time off. Yeah. I Literally, this is this week is kind of the last week for Ralph. You know, it's the Academy Awards kind of marks the, the end of the journey. Yeah. So. I feel like the Nerdist Award should have marked the end of the journey. Well, I mean, don't even worry about the Oscars. Oh, I don't point. even know why you're talking about that because you already yeah, no, shit on just, him. Well, why no, are I mean, you picking at that scale. I feel like you should be very grateful. You beat Skyfall. Congratulations. I mean, yeah, it does feel pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, congratulations. <laughs> I, can't, I can't lie. Not gonna lie about that one. Yeah. No. Argo, fuck that, right? Yeah. Well, you know, he he did good. Yeah. Whatever. Our, our boy didn't uh, do as did, well as he did good. You know. What else, guys? What, uh, We're done. Well, let's just talk about what? other movies you beat. Um, Brave. <laughs> <laughs> no. What? I'm just saying, you it's beat it. Wreck-It Ralph beat it. You can't be. You can't have some good-natured ribbing between the animated pictures. I think that was just ribbing. Yeah. What was it? I don't know if that, I don't I understand. Know what that was. Was it? Yeah, a little I don't bit. Know. Well, I'll tell you that I the, the the girl that dresses up like Brave from in the Disney park is nice. Pretty hot. Yeah, she's nice. The Merida. She's uh, yeah, delightful. Well, this is gonna go in a weird direction. What's happening? <laughs> What's happening? This is about to get really How creepy. How old is Penelope supposed to be? Vanellope. <laughs> fucking get the character's name right, man. Vanellope. Sorry. Jesus Christ, Rich. I, you know, I, I'm so sorry that this happened today. You know, the, you I'm, come in, you give us your time, you've given us a lot of great entertainment. This is one of those kind of like uh, practical joke shows, yep. right? Where it's on me, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, we it's on okay. me too, Rich. We, have, uh, we haven't I'm been a big recording. Man, to say. 
congratulations, you fool. Yeah. <laughs> it seemed like it was going to be a lark. <laughs> and now I see what you're all about, guys. We did it. And Stop saying guys like I have anything yeah, I mean, to do really, with this. I, and honestly, I just want to know, so not can I be in on the next one? Like, I am so the, not on Matt's side. For the record, for the record, Rich, yeah. it was me who wanted to give Wreck-It Ralph the award. And Chris said, you better say this stuff you about Skyfall. son of a bitch. Yeah, it was Matt, really. you swore you yeah. would never tell him about really, our weird, pointless really, reverse heckling. It was really weird. I didn't understand it. When he handed me the script this morning, I was like, you want me to say this? I was like, yeah, yeah I guess so. Oh, huh? Well, we had a lot of script meetings about how <laughs> it was Workshop a four-year, this was a four-year process getting up to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, we, we storyboard it. We my spent kid, my grants. <laughs> Brandon, Brandon, get, get in, in here. Podcast, Fuck you, Dad. You gotta make these podcasts run the... quicker. <laughs> no. Brandon, I'm sorry my balls still work, and I'm sorry that you were born. But could you please tell us what you're looking at on your iPhone? Because Daddy needs a paycheck. <laughs> what do you call that? What is that? An if phone? If phone? <laughs> Brandon, Brandon's running the studio now. Uh, that's it, Rich Moore. Well, I thank you guys. Adore your work, and you're a lovely gentleman. And well, thank you thank for coming you. on. Ralph's very, fantastic. Very. Here's how good Ralph Ralph is. As soon as it was yeah. over, I walked out of the uh, Americana at the Grove. Yeah. Or not the Grove. You know, Wait, the, the, the Americana, Americana Grove North, as I call it. Yeah. England, I walked yeah, out of the Americana yeah. Theater. Went right to Target and bought a video game. That's how awesome. good Wreck It Ralph. We was. walked out of the we walked out of the El Capitan. Went right into the gift shop and bought a bunch of Wreck It Ralph stuff. <laughs> I bought the Wreck It Ralph hands. You so. bought the hands. I did. Adorable. Yeah. yeah. You, you can break things with them. They're adorable. All right. Well, thank you guys. Enjoy your burrito, everyone. <laughs> now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito.